0: This podcast is brought to you by KT, the organic cold brew iced tea, which you can find in select UK retail stores and their website, kt.co.uk, spelt k-a-y-t-e-a.co.uk. Hi, and welcome to another episode of Crowncast. I'm your host, Unzube Uphodike. With us in the studios today, we have Richard. He is a friend, a co-investor, and a legend in the London tech ecosystem. Richard, welcome to Crowncast.
1: Thank you very much for having me. I'm pleased to be here.
0: Thank you for coming through. There's a lot to go into. I'd like our audience to know a little bit more. What would you like to share?
1: Yeah. So, like, you know, I'm a father of two. London-based, born and bred, and yeah, I've kind of been working across a variety of different communities and and you yeah, know, based in within the tech sector for the last um, 15 years or so, with a strong focus on on ad technologies and also kind of like a. A community builder and you know a trustee for a variety of different charities as well
0: as a community builder i think that's probably something we we connected on really because we know that within the ecosystem we need that glue in order to make the counterparties add value to each other or to find each other in the first instance for you as a community builder what have been your main observations within the london tech ecosystem
1: yes i'll you know highlight you know the power and impact and value of community for any kind of like entrepreneur that's kind of like looking to build out their network as well so I put community and network in, in the same bucket really and it's been a massive benefit for my own personal development as well as my career and um, goals and ambitions to help me along that journey really so pretty much probably quite late really it's probably 20 in my 20s I probably wasn't as involved in communities you know as I probably should have like looking back in hindsight but yeah I'd say probably like in my early 30s just you know having started Google and, and kind of formed the community at Google for start Called the People of Colour and Technology was really the the birth of really establishing my network. You know, engaging with a variety of different stakeholders across the industry. It's really from there that you know I really understood and valued the power of the community and have been building out you know various different communities since then.
0: A lot of the activities outside work are focused on economic empowerment, in particular empowering Black communities. How much of this was intentional and what impact do you hope to have?
1: Yeah. So it wasn't intentional in the sense of there was like a, you know, a structured plan and timeline that was formed at any point in time. But I think when I look back, it's, yeah, it's definitely stemmed from, you know, coming from a single parent household and kind of like having seen, you know, other family members struggle. And then, you know, my entry into the corporate world and obviously open my network into, you know, other affluent people that from different backgrounds and kind of like seeing their journey and trajectory and kind of like, off the back of that became a bit more intentional about you know building out my own equity and I think my you know my first asset class was definitely around property you know it's tangible and and kind of an area that I've kind of focused on since and then I think just again back to establishing more of a network I think yeah like getting access to you know people that have either built equity off of you know a specific aff- asset class that they've been in and invested into it's definitely an area that I've seen a great opportunity for us to be more closely aligned to how f- thinking about how we're gonna you know build out our own equity and what it also allows us the time and scope to grow, you know, ourselves and, and also key element being time, you know, as I go back to speaking about kind of like growing up and seeing, you know, us in kind of like low skilled jobs, you know, we aren't afforded time, right, to, to, to grow and enjoy ourselves and establish, you know, businesses, etc. So that layer of building our own equity to give us and, and allow us um, time to establish you know, other ambitions that we might have is definitely an area that I've focused on quite a lot over the last couple of years.
0: So again, like about growth, equity building, wealth creation, those are themes that resonate with most people listening to the podcast. And I know one of the strands that you now focus on is on angel investing. So keen to understand some of the frameworks you use for your angel investment strategy and i know that you do it in two ways you participate firstly as an individual angel but you also are part of an angel syndicate that's part of a corporate network do you want to share a little bit more about yeah sure no totally yeah so uh,
1: so yeah first thing i'd say is you know if people listening definitely, you know, try and diversify your assets and the different asset classes that you you might be getting involved in. And yeah, the, the preface to that is, you know, angel investing is extremely risky, and so yeah, definitely take caution and make sure you educate yourself first in that area. So yeah, so in terms of like my scope, it was definitely like, when I think about the asset classes, you know, property was kind of like first, and then it was kind of like dabbling and kind of like thinking about, you know, how could I utilize my skills, knowledge and expertise coming from a tech background? And how can I lend that? And you know, one thing I would point out as well, like not everyone's got capital to invest. But you do have experience and life experiences. So actually, my first investment was based off the fact that my experiences, right, in terms of my skills and expertise in technology, even before I, you know, got into syndicates and actually investing with capital, and that was, you know, in an advisory space, like with audio Mob, as kind of like we spoke about previously, and that was all based off the fact of my skills and expertise and what. I had to, to owe to a company. So that's one piece of advice I definitely like offer a lot of people kind of like getting into the industry or just thinking about angel investing, first point of call I'd say, you know, are there advisory roles that you know you might lend well, and that's a nice way to dip your your toe into the water prior to investing your own capital. And then just on the point about when I was confident enough to angel and start angel investing, again, step one was definitely training. So I did the African Angel Investor School with yourself and Zube, and then I've been on Andy Iams Angel Investor School as well. And we brought that into to Google around 2019, I think it was. And then off the back of that, you know, education again is the theme here. We were able to. to to form the Black Angel Group, which is a syndicate now consisting of around 90 Black Googlers across the globe.
0: Fantastic. So with respect to the Angel Investing School and the Africa Angel Academy that gave you more or less the the frameworks and the training to establish yourself as an angel and, and taking that back to Google, how would you say you find deals now that you're looking to
1: invest in or how do deals come yeah yeah you? so yeah so the deals are come in a variety of methods right so i'd say like the syndicates have been amazing and i would do want to point out as well you do not have to invest to be part of a syndicate right you can just be within a community like the actual syndicates that i'm part of actually are more community-led it's all about information sharing and and knowledge gathering and and kind of, you know, learning from others, like established angels and maybe LPs that might be in the the syndicate as well, that, you know, got established careers and within the VC space that I'm actually still learning from and the learning doesn't end right. So the deals come in through a variety of different methods. I get inbound via my LinkedIn and that's just from, you know, exposure and actually putting yourself out there and branding, which I I don't actually do that much of, but I think, you know, see people see like where you've worked from previously or they might, you know, see what other investments you've made. Made or kind of like other advisory roles that you've had. And and that just organically naturally comes in. In terms of being a bit more proactive, I'd say that comes from some close alliances in the industry, such as Dubai and Andy I. you know, we've spotted opportunities and are quite closely aligned to founders that I've got kind of like synergies with, or they're kind of like operating in a, in a space that I've got knowledge and expertise in. So one example, for example, last year was Ava Estelle, Yao founded a skincare brand and it's very closely aligned to, you know, black culture and he's doing really well. And we kind of like, you know, spun up a a syndicate and that was a a self formed syndicate using the Odin platform. And then more formally, you know, with the black angel group, deal flow comes in via that entity. We've got leads within the group that socialize specific deal flow. And as a, again, community, as a group, as a syndicate, we then do due diligence together and we, you know, hold our pitch sessions and, Follow on mediation sessions before we decide whether or not to, to opt in to, to invest in that specific company.
0: Nice. And, and I think for, for the audience, many would also be trying to understand what a syndicate is, how syndicates function and, you know, how long is a piece of string. The thing is, each syndicate operates differently. Each syndicate might have different voting rules mm-hmm. or participation rules. And, you know, you highlighted the fact most of them fundamentally communities. So when it comes to, I don't know if you can share more about BAG and what the criteria is for deal flow, because some of our audience would probably be thinking, okay, I want to reach out to them. So do I take those boxes? How can I reach out?
1: Yeah, so I would yeah kind of point out as well that the syndicates that I'm part of are kind of a bit more relaxed. The ones that I'm part of, right? I'm not a full-time angel. I don't operate in the space. No, the years of- well, I don't operate in the space yeah. in terms of my location. You know, yeah. I do. It, I've only done like you know three, three to four deals a year, kind of in in that area. Or I should say, I don't. You know, I'm not a VC, or I don't operate in the, the finance space. So I'm mm. kind of very much diversified. So the syndicates that I'm part of, they don't have stringent rules and requirements about the amount of money I need to put in or the amount of deals I need to, to complete in a year. And you will find some syndicates do have these stringent rules and criterias. I'm more kind of like closely aligned to syndicates that require you know, your input in terms of like your knowledge and expertise and kind of like what added value you're going to bring to the community. Again, more relaxed kind of like syndicate. So if I think of um, the Black Angel group, you know, we 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 formed the official entity and it's kind of a group where we don't have, you know, hard and fast investment and criteria requirements, right, And within the, the, the community. My ticket sizes so far within that syndicate have been about, you know, $2,000 to, to $5,000 so far. It's um, so just quite, quite low in terms of my actual ticket sizes. But obviously that rolls up into a larger, you know, amount when you're you're investing with, you know, 60 to 70 other people, et cetera. And also kind of we've got the benefit of, you know, being able to have our USP, which is investing amongst other people with core expertise in their given areas, whether it be, you know, engineering or cloud expertise or AI or, you know, advertising, etc.
0: And that core expertise, I guess that value add that comes from those that are fortunate enough to be backed by the syndicate you mentioned, is there a commitment to the the technical advisory elements or is that dependent on if the companies want it or is it another billable service or how does it work
1: yeah it's not a commitment it's not a billable service either but it does help us uh, you know get onto those cap tables which might be a bit more difficult to get on now giving them examples so you know if a deal was already at series a you know we have probably only got about a 50k commitment you know other syndicates might not be able to get onto that deal because you know the minimum ticket size might be you know half a million Et cetera or upwards of that. But because of our score, core skills and expertise, the founders find it really attractive to come to buy for investment, because they know that they can reach out to, you know, and tap into that core skills and expertise. So if anyone is, you know, thinking of spinning up a, a syndicate themselves, really think about what you're bringing to the table, in addition to just capital as a, as a, as a big added value, for sure.
0: And what would your number one advice be for founders trying to raise capital, and they're at the beginning of that journey and trying to figure out the next step? Should they be joining a community? Should they be going to an accelerator, or how should they think about?
1: It? Yeah, it just depends on kind of you know. For all fans, I think they should be inquisitive, and they should you know be in all of those kind of like different rooms from the outset in terms of fully understanding the, the investor mindset. So joining us in the syndic- definitely be beneficial even just joining you know a pitch session from another other founders as well and being in that room as an investor and even being in those due diligence or mediation sessions with other investors that would really help and would really give them some context behind what established investors or kind of like early angels are kind of like looking for so it then allows them to refine their own proposition you know their own pitch decks etc so you know accelerate you spoke about you know in quite in the industry i think you know a lot of Black founders are probably, you know, over-mentored, et cetera, but there is a place for accelerators for sure, especially, you know, kind of like really well put together accelerators, you know, Foundervine run, run their own and program as the Black Equity Organization have run a, a program which I could endorse off of a founder being on that quite recently. So, you know, it's all about exploring those different avenues and, and making sure that the founders really aware of all the different opportunities for, for training and expertise that they've got access to.
0: And and I can't let you go, Richard, without asking you a question about your film. Yeah, sure. (laughs) So you obviously released a film recently, a documentary about inspirational founders in, in the UK. What's your biggest takeaway from making that documentary, Richard?
1: Yeah, so I made a documentary to to showcase the stories of underrepresented founders, which are largely, you know, untold or unheard about. And also the players in the ecosystem, such as yourself and Zubay, who, you know, provide support, expertise to those um, founders that prop up you know our industry as it is kind of like growing from a black founder um, standpoint the biggest takeaway from the documentary i'd say is again it's the kind of like this is an extremely exciting time and, and the era and space that we're in in terms of you know us you know our access to capital is you know extremely loaded disparity to capital owed to black founders you know being less than you know one percent in the uk is kind of like an area of concern it has been concerned but i'm a lot more positive for the future now just seeing those you know founders stories in the interviewing you know the people in the ecosystem the operators the angel investors etc that really um, kind of like core and next like core and instrumental to making sure that the, the future is a lot more brighter you know in light with this podcast right it's all about information sharing you know having a media that we're able to distribute to the largest possible real audience will only be beneficial in the next few years
0: well, thank you for using that medium to share that story, very important story. And I did get my one minute cameo. Thank you very much for featuring me on your documentary. And thank you for coming to Crowncast Richard. Thanks I a lot. Thank you. And to all our listeners, you can find Richard online. I'll be putting his socials in the comments. So please like, subscribe, share, and until the next time, take care.